Welcome to Tampa Tantrum, The Lost Files. Back in the summer of 2012, myself, Stephen Layton, and Colin Harmon hosted a group of 12 coffee luminaries to come present on a coffee topic of their choice at the SAE World of Coffee event in Vienna. This was not the first time we'd put on such an event, but it was the first time we didn't have control of the AV crew for the production. The previous two events, we collated sets of videos which can all be viewed at tampatantrum.com. But in Vienna, something went horribly wrong with the video quality we had. Although something does get lost without the visuals, I decided that instead of them being lost forever, that I would make them available in audio format. This is number nine in the series, so please give it up for CFA. All right. Uh, well, you can contact me later on if you want some pictures. <laughs> uh, so, then I don't need this one. <clears throat> Uh, yes, my name is Seife and I was born in Ethiopia and I live now in Sweden, Stockholm. And uh, my business is to import green coffee from Ethiopia. Uh, I import it and I have it in my warehouse in Stockholm and I distribute it to specialty roasters around in Europe. And my main goal with my business is to create relationship between uh, you, the buyers, and the roasters. Because I think that the more we know about the region, the farmers, and the closer the relationship is, the better the coffee will be. The uh, uh, better relationship the roaster, the, the baristas have, and, and so on, the better the coffee will be. So uh, that's what I see my main role, to create a good atmosphere between the buyers and the sellers of the uh, coffee. And uh, I started my business out of true passion for the country and for the people and, of course, for the beauty of the Ethiopian coffee. Uh, and those values are uh, in my business all through. So I didn't do this uh, and I don't do this for money. I mean, of course, I'm going to make money, but uh, it's true passion in every decision I make in my business. So it's based on those three values that I have. And uh, what I'm going to try to do is talk you through the whole uh, chain in Ethiopia, uh, from the farmer until it goes to on export. And I'm going to try to do that in two perspectives. One as the, uh, the way the coffee moves from the farmer out when it leaves Ethiopia, and the trading part of, uh, of uh, Ethiopia. Oh! <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Let's see if this... I'm pushing. <laughs> okay, that's my business. Anyway, we, we move on here. So I was saying that I started this uh, business out of the love for Ethiopia. And... Uh, uh, Next picture, please. Uh, and for the love of the people. And, uh, uh, of course, for the coffee. Uh, so, uh, as I was saying, I, I'm going to try to talk you through the whole chain of, uh, um, in two perspectives. The trade and uh, as the coffee moves also through Ethiopia. And, but first, I want to say a few words in general about Ethiopia. Ethiopia is a very huge country, it's a big country. It's, just to give you an example, it's twice as big as France in, on the surface. So it's a very big country. And if we go on to the next picture, 
there's a lot of coffee regions in Ethiopia, and I guess you know some of them as Sidama and Yirgacheffe. Uh, probably you know Limo and, and uh, or regions like that. But sorry, okay. <laughs> but uh, the interesting part is that it's a huge potential in Ethiopian coffee. They just uh, in my experience, they just started to explore uh, the, the region, the coffee region in Ethiopia. For instance, in, in the west of Ethiopia, they start to uh, build a lot of process stations where they uh, produce a lot of nice coffees. Uh, there have been some uh, traders who bring some uh, really nice coffee there this year. And why, what I'm trying to say here is that it's a huge potential coming the nearest year from Ethiopia. So it's very interesting that we, uh, what we have co the coming years. Please. <laughs> and uh, uh, just to some statistics, Ethiopia is the third largest exporter of uh, Arabica uh, beans in the world. So it's just Brazil and Colombia who's uh, before, and then it's uh, Ethiopia. Uh, so that, that means that they sell about 4.4 million coffee bags last year, which is huge. Uh, and, uh, and they still have a great potential to sell more and uh, also make a lot more quality of the coffee. So, but the funny thing here is half of it, half of the consumption of coffee is drinking local. So, so half of the coffee that they produce is drinking locally. So they have very strong uh, tradition of coffee drinking. Uh, as we all know, Ethiopia is the motherland of coffee and so on. But they still keep that tradition today. Oh, <laughs> and uh, it's very funny to see how, how, I mean, it's a nice experience to, uh, to, have, to be with this uh, uh, coffee ceremony where they share uh, coffee, not just drinking the coffee, but they share news, and it's a, get, get, it's a way to get together with the friends and family and so on. As you can see here on this picture. <laughs> so, uh, now we're going to start with the farmers. And 90% of the plantation in Ethiopia is uh, smallhold farmers, which means that they produce about 160 kilo bags of red cherry per harvest, which is not much. Uh, and, and they do it, they have a, a small pot where they uh, grow the coffee. So uh, mainly we call it uh, backyard coffee, yard coffee that they have on the yard. And uh, um, yeah, so, so, so each farmer don't produce much. And this is 90% of the coffee that comes from Ethiopia is uh, smallhold farmers. And here we see some pictures. This lady, uh, she's very important in this chain. Uh, it's very important that she picks the red cherry. Uh, and uh, her job is very tough. Uh, it takes her two to three hours to pick one basket with five kilos red cherry. And uh, uh, if I'm going to try to do it, it uh, I wouldn't. I mean, it would take me a day or something like that. So uh, we really need to appreciate what uh, uh, the pickers do here. And this is a lovely picture to see that because it's a lot of red cherry, very, you know, uh, and it takes them time to do this. And we really need to give them encourage these people who pick the coffees. Um, so we can move on to the next picture. And uh, here's, yeah, here, what we see here is the first marketplace. Here's where actually trade becomes between the 
farmer and the process owner. It's the first trade would happen with the coffee. So, sorry. Uh, and uh, what we, uh, and uh, actually we see my friend and my uh, the guy I buy my coffee from. He's checking the red cherry here uh, on the picture. And so what happened is that uh, the coffee goes from the farmer to the process owner. And then the process owners start to process the coffee. And he can do that in two ways. I mean, mainly in two ways. It's washed or natural. There are, different way there are more ways to do it, but I'm not an expert in that, so I'm not going to go into details there. But uh, he could do it in a natural way. Then he puts the coffee on concrete or on African beds, like this. And uh, the red cherry lies under the sun and the, the bean sucks in the red cherry. And for me, that coffee is the, the best coffee when it's done uh, uh, correctly. And when you get a clean cup of uh, natural coffee. For me, that is absolutely the, what Ethiopian, the best of what Ethiopian has to offer. Uh, I know it's, uh, many people think it's fermented and all those things, but uh, uh, my preference is this. And uh, so this is, and now we come to the washed. <laughs> no, no, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, uh, so uh, here is the, when they start the, uh, the washing process, they use a pulp machine. The first step is to separate the red cherry from the, the bean, the beans from the red cherry. And they do that with this pulp machine, as you can see here in the picture. And after they've done that, they fill the, the coffee into tanks, like this. And they fill the tanks with water, uh, which starts the, fermenti uh, the, the fermenting process. And they, they keep it like that for two days, one and a half, two days, something like that. And they keep checking the coffee and moving the coffee around uh, to check. Uh, and then they move out the coffee and they clean the coffee once again. And if you move on here, next picture, they lie the coffee on uh, the African beds to dry them. And as we can see here, they stand and they pick defects and they move the coffee around to, uh, so it gets dried. Yeah. And that's the washed and natural way. And one interesting thing is that they keep the coffee out in the process station with the shelves on. And uh, uh, as you can see here in the picture, and then the process owner has the coffee in his uh, process station and has processed the coffee finished. He's finished with the process. And what he will do now, he, he will bring the coffee to a government-owned process house in, in oh, sorry, a warehouse in Addis, uh, uh, where he will, uh, when his coffee is coming there, the, the, gov uh, the government-owned coppers will redraw samples from, from, each, from, from the comp, uh, coffee, from the sam samples from his coffee. And they will grab the coffee. So let's say that he, buy, he brings one container of Sidamo 2 to, to the warehouse in Addis before he could sell it. They will grade, grade that coffee. And the system for grading this coffee is that there are six, uh, a team of six people who... Uh, will cup the coffee and they will have, they have to be a, a consensus. They have to be agree. Four people have to agree about it to make a, 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 the right grade. Uh, so 
what happened after this is that the, the exporter gets a paper document. Now I'm simplifying this, this very much. But he gets a document which says that he has uh, a coffee, which is from area A in Sidamo, uh, grade two, and uh, uh, this is a document where they have, when they cop the coffee. Uh, so, with this document, he, he brings this document to, to ECX, which is the community exchange place in Ethiopia, where they actually do the trade between the exporter and, uh, sorry, the, the, ex, uh, the exporter and the, the process owner. Uh, so, uh, the, the exporter buys the coffee with the shelves on, and he ha he's responsible to prepare the coffee to make it export uh, uh, ready for export. So he, he needs to take the shelves off and uh, make sure that the coffee is picked. And this is a very interesting part of it, because uh, if you go back some, uh, uh, because here you could really make the difference of if you get good quality clean coffee or not. For instance, when I talk to my exporter, uh, uh, which is actually sitting over there, behind there, everybody looking at you, Teddy. <laughs> so, uh, and I have a very good dialogue with him, and he, uh, he knows that I only buy the quality coffee. So, I, uh, he prepares the coffee in the way that I want the coffee. But it, let's say that he has 10 kilo of coffee. And I want him to prepare this coffee very good. At the end, maybe he only will have five kilos left. But he will ask for more money for this each kilo for this five than, this, uh, um, than the total ten. So uh, um, th this is the reason why we, uh, we see many times coffee coming out which is not clean. Because uh, uh, the exporter is not interesting to do to, to do this double preparation because he don't know if he will get paid for it. Uh, we can talk more about that later. But uh, and I just want to say one thing. I mean, uh, this lady sits and pick every day our coffee. I mean, we should really give her credit for that. Those people, the pickers, the, the hand pickers, and all those people behind the coffee, uh, uh, and also this one, to, to carry a 60 kilo bag like that. So anyway. The next step is that the coffee goes on truck to Djibouti. And then they stuff it in containers and off it goes to my warehouse and out to you guys. <laughs> and that, that's the chain very rapidly. Uh, the chain from the farmer out when it goes to export. And then I will say some few words about the trade of, of the coffee. So if you move on here. Uh, you could buy how you can buy the coffee, the rules of buying the coffee in Ethiopia. You could buy it from uh, cooperatives. There's three ways that you could buy the coffee from in Ethiopia. You could buy it from cooperatives like Sidama, Yirgacheffe, the big unions, and there are small cooperatives also uh, uh, coming. And you could buy it also through uh, private farms. And private farms means that they are. A private farm is a farm who has plantation and the process station. Uh, you need to be able to process your own coffee in, in order to export it. So that's the difference between uh, the small farmers who don't have the 
uh, equipment to process their own coffee. That's why you not can. That's the reason why you not can buy the coffee direct from the farmers. Uh, and the third way is, uh, of course, ECX. And uh, I heard a lot of stuff about the ECX, but. Um, I think maybe um, we could take some questions about that. I, really, uh, what, what happened here is that they buy uh, the exporter, uh, the process owner, producer, sells his coffee on a on a floor here. And the, the reason why the ECX is started is because uh, I mean it's, it's really one way to protect the farmers' rights. Before ECX, the farmers was easily tricked. Uh, and, and now when the, with the ECX, the, the structure around ECX makes it, uh, uh, is benefiting the farmers' rights. Uh, so uh, the, the whole structure they made with the ECX is to protect the farmers. But uh, uh, I'd be happy to, if you have any questions around this, I know it's a big uh, issue, the ECX and so on. I'd be glad to answer those questions. Uh, I would like to wrap it up with just saying a few words about uh, uh, coffee trips. <laughs> because I genuinely believe that the coffee becomes better if you come to Ethiopia. If you know the farmers, the environment, if you actually see your own coffee grown. Uh, I believe that if, you, uh, if you're a barista, if you're a roaster, if you're owner of, of coffee shop, or whatever it is, if you, I mean, if you have the experience of being in Ethiopia, knowing the people and so on, that you buy your coffee from, believe me, it will help you in the marketing. It will come up in the feeling of the cup. Uh, so I don't, you don't have to go with me, but go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
it's like you and me will start to negotiate. It's not a fixed price at all. And the, I mean, the difference with, with ECX now is that you don't buy... I mean, this guy who brings this container from Sidamo, uh, he, he will be selling coffee, but he won't be selling specifically his own coffee. That's the difference. So it's like a product he's selling. He's selling uh, uh, area A, Sidamo 2, grade. And, and what a lot of the exporters will do is that, that they will buy a, a higher grade and then blend it out and take like a lower grade, lower grade and make it into a higher grade and oh. then resell it to the EZX and then sell the lower grade off in the, com the com local market. That, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, so uh, the forest grade and then all the different other grades, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's super complex. I mean, yeah. when I visited the EZX, just I came away with lots more questions <laughs> again. It's like. It's it, it's made something that should be really easy, super complicated, um, and and there are some parts I really I came away thinking the ECX was a much more positive thing than I did when I went, uh. but there are some rules that make no sense, like not being able to taste the coffee before you buy it makes yeah. no sense to me, yeah, uh, and it seems like it's a rule for rules' sake, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't really understand that either, but uh, I could also understand, uh, I mean, what they tried to do, as I was saying, they tried to sell a product. So they don't want you to want to buy this coffee or this coffee. They want you to buy Sidamo A grade 2. Yeah. Uh, and you don't open a package in, when you go buy something in the store. Yeah. Uh, th that's what they... I think uh, the problem is, though, that it's, 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 when you open it up, to, it can be not necessarily what you're expecting when you get it, and some people I know. were saying that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really tough. I mean, because if you think about ECX, it's about getting people to pay more money for coffee, and I don't think there's anybody in this audience that doesn't think that that's a good thing. Yeah, and, and we need to remember. I mean, mostly 90% or more of the coffee that sells through ECX is uh, uh, conventional yeah. industrial coffee. And for that matter, ECX works smoothly. And, and I'm really excited by the changes that they've made where there are ways to buy in a more direct route yeah. now. And, and this is in response to people like us, the community, shouting and crying and going, where's our lovely Ethiopians? Because <laughs> I remember in 2009, oh, copying yeah, some yeah, of yeah, the yeah, most yeah, yeah, amazing yeah, Ethiopian yeah, coffees yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And 2010 and 2011 for me was a... A, a tough time to buy great Ethiopian coffee, and it was so much harder. Yeah. Now, from the work that people like you are doing, people like Schluters are doing, you know, there's lots of people in, in, out there doing lots more work. Uh, Trabocca is another one, trying yeah. to do more work to make coffee great again in Ethiopia. Yeah. And the Ethiopian government seemed to be responding to that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I, I would like to say something. I mean, it is really important that we keep on demanding quality and transparency yeah. like this. Uh, because they do listen, they, yeah. they do. I, I can give you one example, for instance. Uh, I was listening to Helena, which is, is the lady behind the ECX. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, at the, I don't know if you went to IAFCA, the conference? No, I didn't, uh, no, unfortunately. Uh, anyhow, I mean, she, she was speaking about one project that they started this year as a pilot, where they actually gonna have an information tag on the bag. W which makes the buyer know almost from which tree the coffee is coming from. So uh, uh, th this type of things will come, and they do listen. Yeah. Uh, and they should also, because we pay a high price for the coffee. Well, I think the thing was that when, when ECX first started, it was for, it was for real commodity kind yeah. of, you know? And, it, and, and they didn't 
they didn't know nah. that these, you know, <laughs> that we were going to be upset that they ruined our coffee. So, um, any more questions from the audience? Um, I guess I'm just wondering, in general, the ECX is it is it in the country? Is it providing a better quality of life? Is it helping economically in Ethiopia? Like, what does the ECX actually do? I mean, I, not just in coffee, but just we just I, heard a lot about you know Rwanda too, and just uh, like how these washing washing stations have improved quality uh, of life. Uh, ha, has ECX done anything like that, or are there other things happening? I, I don't know any uh, concrete. Uh, project, but I know for sure that ECX protecting the farmers' rights, yeah. and that's a good thing. And I know also, I mean, 40% uh, uh, of the GMP is uh, coffee export. From, uh, the coffee export is 40% of the GMP in Ethiopia. So uh, this is their way to control the coffee, uh, and uh, to, no, to you know they get all the coffee that sells through Ethiopia. They get a hand of the government. I mean, we could think it's bad or good. But, uh, you know, uh, that's their way to control uh, how this big business is. And I think any country would do that. I, I think the other thing is, again, I, I sound like an expert because I spent a week in <laughs> Ethiopia. You know, but everybody I spoke to uh, on the ground, producers and, and wet mill owners and, and, and the agrabis were all saying ECX is a good thing. Like, because what was happening was a lot of, not, not all of them, but there were a group of exporters that were corrupt and were doing bad things in Ethiopia. And the people who were paying for that were the people that didn't know how to get to market. Um, and, and what ECX does, it protects those people uh, to get them more money. And they get their money quickly, whereas it would take 90 days, 120 days. It, exactly, exactly. Now it's turned around in 48, 72 hours. It's, 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 it's really quickly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, it is also more, I mean, it's a structure. ECX is a structure. Yeah. So they have to prove, uh, if you're a buyer and you go to the ECX, you have to deposit money in their account or prove that you have money, and they will instantly take the money from your account when the deal's agreed. Yes, so yes. you can't say, oh, well, I can't pay for it until it's been done. Or So it's, it, it takes away the risk element for the producer. Yeah. There are lots of good things about ECX that I... I went hating it, like, just thinking <laughs> it's, the, it's the devil's work and I want nothing to do with it. And, now, and I came away going... It's not perfect, but it's, it's progress for the country. You know? Exactly, exactly. And that's where my whole point also. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, they started out 2008, and really 2009 was, was going on re for real. And uh, I mean, we need to be a bit patient. It will come transparency, I for agree. sure, uh, from ECX. And, uh, but now it's more benefit for the farmers, I would say. Uh, that's what I've seen yeah. is done. Sure. Any other questions? Hello. Um, if yes. I understand well, uh, you buy from ECI directly to the to uh, the exporter you you know. S sorry. You buy directly to the exporter you know. Yeah. From the ECX. Yeah, um, my coffee comes. Uh, I, I buy my coffee through ECX, and uh, uh, this year's coffee. I mean, I as I was saying, there's three ways you could buy the coffee from in, in Ethiopia. You could buy from cooperatives. And you could buy it from private farms, and you could buy it through ECX. And this is kind of logical. It's 90% of the coffee is produced by smallhold farmers. So they cannot produce, process the coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to, a private farm is a farm which has a process station and a, 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 a plantation. Uh, like the, the Shakiso, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
that guy, he could uh, uh, export his coffee direct. And that's not a problem. So uh, I, there, there's different grades of coffee in, in ACX. And the coffee I bought this year, for instance, is a Q-grade coffee. Now, if you have with a good exporter to do, uh, like uh, you need a man which is hands-on, like my friend Teddy down there. <laughs> really, that's what you need. Uh, a guy who really is uh, uh, into you and helping you, knowing what you want and so on. Uh, because, I mean, it's the only few people who sell this type of top quality coffee in Ethiopia. Yeah. So, by copying it and so on, you could sort of trace it back in that way. Oh, you, uh, you become very good at detective work with exactly. Ethiopian coffee. He's like, let uh, uh, me look at this. Uh, <laughs> I have a magnifying glass. So, so, so that's what we did with these uh, two coffees that I have this year. Uh, and, uh, uh, I mean, you just get to, you know, uh, find your way. But uh, aren't you afraid that, uh, because with that you have traceability, because you know the exporter, and the exporter can tell you exactly where he, he get the coffee from, etc. Yeah. And you're afraid that uh, for the Ethiopian government, uh, they will think that them, there could be uh, some kind of tricks or things like that, and they we, we would don't, like I, to I, cut I, that. I understand, what you, I understand your question. But uh, for, for me, it, it, I mean, you know, I, bu I buy the coffee straight, and I would never, you know... No, no. Uh, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying on the government part, yeah. aren't you afraid that they will think you could, and so they want to cut this kind of traceability system? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, uh, one, one thing is also, uh, I mean, uh, we, we pay a high price for the coffee, and they, uh, I mean, there's a misconsumption there, because ECX knows they have all the information about yeah. the coffee. It's not that they don't know uh, the... the they, they, they know everything. I mean, yeah, they're like yeah. the, the, the code numbers and everything. They yeah, can, yeah, yeah. They, if they wanted to, they could just go, here, take the lot. Yeah, 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 and, and yeah. I think that's a suspicion of why they, they haven't done that. that. That's what's got people the, the, asking the questions. Yeah, I, I could say uh, w one reason why they didn't give away all the information about the coffee, it is because if, if, they, if you have two great coffees, as a, two uh, coffees from the uh, same area, which are graded, at, uh, copped at the same area. They want them to be equal. Do you understand what I mean? When they sell this product. And, and, and for the, like, to look at this realistically, the, the specialty coffee market is nothing. Yeah. Like we we, in we the volume, barely hit the radar, yeah. <laughs> and we make the most noise, and we want the most work, and we want this, and we want that, and, and, and can we have a cherry on top? Of this? You know? Exactly. So but we should keep on doing that because we pay for the coffee. Well, that's exactly, it. and I think that what what we need to do as coffee buyers for the coffee buyers are right, they should start paying more for it. Yeah. And then the more you pay, the more they'll start to go. Actually, it's worth this aggro that they give us because they they give us extra and. You know, and then we need to charge the consumer more. And it's a huge commercial part of it also for Ethiopia. So, so they do listen to us. They, they, they do. Hopefully I... <laughs> so okay. any more questions? Okay, so, I mean, it's been a long day. It's been emotional. Yeah. It's, um, I was here at half past six this morning. <laughs> Woo for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Thank you ever so much for, for turning up. I think we've had two great speakers to end on today. Um, I know I've learned a lot. Yeah. Please give it up for Siepe. Thank you.